0: Uh, we kind of got off topic.
1: Uh, so, so, well, no, no, we're not on topic. I, honestly, we're bullshitting right now, and I'm cool with that. Oh, okay. Because uh, I, I, I want to do something at some point where it's just us bullshitting, as long as it's entertaining.
2: Hey, now You're put sure? that the fuck down.
1: First thing I want you to do is introduce yourself so I can plug in one with good sound quality.
0: This is Lord Thanos. No, Mr. Fix-It.
1: Okay, but give, give me another one. Señor Fix-It? No, just say, for instance, okay.
0: Hola, this is Señor
1: Fix-It. Goddamn. See, what's funny is the two episodes that me and Mac did alone were a Black Widow one, which you didn't miss anything on. I, I, I'm waiting to see how badly that's going to turn out once I start editing it. And we went ahead and did Ronin. And Ronan was the first one that we did where he was one of the Annihilation ones that you weren't a part of. And so out of nowhere, he's just like saying, you know, I'm Diablo Frank, I'm a legal machine, and I'm Mr. Fixie, and I'm gonna talk about some shit, man. Yeah, you know, so shit like that. Oh, I'm so fucking erasing
0: his hard drive when I see his little bitch ass next time.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, and then you started kind of doing the same kind of shit where you're like,
0: it's like you're okay, fucking, you're what? playing. No, one. I can pull that off. It's not a character yeah, I you're, you're turning like into the
1: caricature, though. You're like but, swer- like a swerve. You're turning into it.
0: But trust me, if Mac does it, he's that cheesy Mexican dude with the greased up hair. Oh, absolutely. He's a waiter. He's a chulo. Yeah, not a, a cholo. Cholo, sorry. A chulo? chulo. No, he's more of a churro. What is a chulo? Chulo? I have no idea what that is. Do you deep fry it? That's a ch- churro. <laughs> churro. <laughs> See, I, I just went Mac there. Let me go Mac. Oh, my God. I'm going to have a churro. And I can have some free jolies. Okay, yeah. And some rice.
1: Uh, his Mexican is as good as your honky. But he's not really honky. He's more like. Well, because you become a know. valley girl and he becomes a chulo. Cholo. Cholo. I'm so Cholo. white. I'm so white. Oh, my God. Chulo. You know <laughs> He's you know, a bro. No,
0: no, no. He is a chulo. I guess he's, he's, white. he's a chulo. <laughs> he's a deep fried cracker. <laughs> oh, yes. Very much so. <sighs>
1: What I've been doing lately is a lot of times I just, like, instead of having us do the whole, well, oh, I'm welcome to the show, blah, blah, I'll just, like, punch stuff into there. But yours is from, like, back when we were recording on that shitty Radio Shack tape deck-looking thing. Yeah. So it's always like, you know, bum ba bum-ba-da-bum, bum <laughs> mister Fix-It. <laughs> so I, I want to do one where it's just like, hello, I'm Diablo Frank. And I am Senor Fixit. it <laughs> Fucking do it right, you son of a bitch. That is right. Like- no, you're not seeing senior- Okay, then you're going to be Senor Joel Fix-It. <laughs> No, Jose Senior Fixi Senior Jose, Jose Fixi.
0: <laughs> Hello? Is this, uh, Mr. Fixit. Hello, this is mister Fixit.
1: Fix-It See this fucking low-key shit Count Dracula the
3: new Star Wars movies, I am actually avoiding spoilers. I want to go into those completely cold.
1: I have no love for Star Wars anymore, mm-hmm. but I have heard some pretty cool stuff It makes me wonder. Because, I mean, for me, J.J. Abrams has kind of ruined Star Trek. I would love to see a Star Trek movie again, but I've yet to bother with it into darkness because I know I'm going to hate it. But that's a guy who seems more geared towards Star Wars and everything I've heard and really interesting casting choices of that movie. It could end up reigniting something in me that I think is dead.
3: When I first heard that the... The prequels, like, I, I was a huge Star Wars fan. I saw the movie, I watched it, like, it was a thing where I would watch the movies every day. I would just put them on for, like, background white noise, and I read a bunch of the Expanded Universe material. And then by the time the third movie came out, I was like, I'm done. And I, I walked away from that franchise for, like, ten years. I wouldn't even look at something with Star Wars on it.
1: I had um, a friendship based on Star Wars, the collectible card game, mostly. I <laughs> I, 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 was running a, a different shop than the main one I talk about, mm-hmm. and this fellow was really into Disney. He wanted to be a Disney animator. And Mm -hmm. being a DC guy and being a fan of Looney Tunes, I was a big Warner Brothers guy. And Mm -hmm. so we would go back and forth on that. And then the collectible card game, Star Wars, came out. And I putzed around with it mostly because I wanted to be able to interact with those customers. I wasn't very much into gaming, and I knew I couldn't get into magic after trying. So Mm -hmm. I figured, well, it's Star Wars. At least I have some familiarity with this. And ended up playing that for a few years. And this guy in particular, I'd be going to his house, and we'd go and we'd hang out. And then two things happened. One was that the shop was going to close down unexpectedly Mm -hmm. and kind of caught me unawares. And the second thing was the Star Wars prequels. And between those two things, the friendship dissipated. That goes to show you, Star Wars meant a lot to me at one point in time, and then it meant nothing to me after a certain point in time.
3: I, I think when, when, like, my, a friend of mine, when we heard that J.J. J. Abrams, Abrams was directing the new one, like, regardless of what you think about this, his Star Trek movies, our first reaction was, he will actually have sets built for the new movie which i don't think you could say that about the last star wars movie that they did there will be physical things for actors to interact with
1: there's just <laughs> something animal in you there's something in the audience where you can tell that it's just not real and you can't invest in it because you can tell everybody's on a stage yeah and yeah. it's not even I mean, some of the people are better actors than others but it's you can't interact with those kind of and i think that's what's ruined robert rodriguez's career is that he spent too much time on these green screen Sets It's just too easy to see CGI mm-hmm. that stuff in. There's only so much you can act against that kind of backdrop. You have to the, you have to have something to interact with for it to be real for you as an actor, and then therefore real for the audience.
3: The people in those Star Wars prequels, they were serious. You, you had some actors with some real game, and they all looked wooden and cardboard, because and they,
1: they were given nothing to work with. Um, I mean, it's some of the worst work of a whole bunch of people's careers, so... Yeah. Well, the ones that actually they bothered to give lines to and such, there's so many great actors that were wasted in those movies. Or, and not necessarily even great, but just guys who were just like, why would you go through the trouble of not just hiring an extra if you're not going to let these people do something? Why? Right. I, I almost think that it was like they were trying to Boba Fett those movies where they wanted to. Of course. Oh, well, obviously, Jimmy Smith is going to be in here for a reason. So we're going to have to do the Dark Horse comic and then his own novel in the expanded universe. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know if that happened. I, I'm too divorced from that fandom to know if anything like that ever happened.
3: I'm sure they tried and it, it met with a, a level of antipathy that did not connect like Boba Fett did.
1: I tell you though, there were especially when those movies were coming out. There was some heavy duty denial. I can't tell you how many people were like, "No, no, no! It's 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 building, it's building. You just have to give it time." By the third movie, I, and I think by the third movie, I'd closed the, sh- the the other shop. Maybe. Anyhow, uh, it's just funny to see that denial. They just would not believe that Star Wars could be so muted. You know, like I was
3: one of them. I, I was firmly in that denial. Like I, I skipped school to buy tickets to the, the opening day for my friends, but I skipped school one day just to buy like tickets for all these people. So I went there with a bunch of friends, and they left the movie hating me just because <laughs> I brought them to that movie. And I was like, what are you talking about? It was still really good. And I saw Phantom Menace way too many times in the theater. More than once is too many, but I saw way really? too many times in the theater, convinced that there there was something of value. But by the time, I think I would have walked out on Revenge of the Sith, except that the theater was too crowded. Like, I was actually laughing inappropriately when they killed Samuel Jackson's character. The Emperor is going on this monologue, and Anakin is crying, and I am holding my sides. I was like, how could this be? Why is anybody sitting for this?
1: I have not seen the two uh, sequels since they were in the theater. I saw them the one time, and I didn't hate them. I had already been so divorced by that point that it it didn't bother me anymore, but I, I felt like it was an obligation. I saw them. They didn't wreck my life. I wasn't depressed like I was. After the first one, but after having seen them, I've, I've had no need to ever see them again. But I saw the first one with Mac, his sister, and his brother. And I remember cheering when you heard the Darth Vader breathing at the end mm-hmm. of the credits and talking about, you know, yeah, that one was good. It was at least better than Return of the Jedi. And then mm-hmm. that next day, that crushing depression, just realizing <laughs> no, it wasn't. It no. so wasn't.
3: Yeah, I, I think I, I might have one of the, the minority opinions where I think the prequels got progressively worse. I think that the third one that Revenge of the Sith was the worst one.
1: Oh, I, I enjoyed it as unintentional comedy. Well,
3: like I said, I, I almost got thrown out for laughing. <laughs>
1: So. I, I want to say I liked the second one the best, but I don't like using the word like in that context.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's an insult to any other
1: usage of the word like. Least yeah. objectionable. I think the second one was the least objectionable to me. The second one
3: had maybe my be- my favorite moment, my favorite scene in any of the prequels, which was the fight between Obi-Wan and not Boba Fett. Um, Jango, right? Jango, yeah. yeah. Um, Jango Fett. and. Uh, I like that scene just because it was something that I hadn't seen before. I had never seen like a one-on-one fight between a Jedi and a non-Jedi. That was actually an even match.
1: Um, Yeah, I I remember kind of liking that okay. I liked the gladiator thing they did toward the end of the movie. I dig the part where Anakin slaughtered, was it Jawas? Uh, Tusken Raiders, the same Tusken Raiders, right. I I liked that. Um, I think I've tapped out the totality (laughs) of my memory of that movie. Yeah.
3: You'd be feeling a lot better, Han, if you were listening to Dead Bothan Spies, a Star Wars podcast hosted by me, Ryan Daly.
1: That doesn't sound too hard.
3: It's not hard. You just check out Dead Bothan Spies on iTunes, Facebook, or the blog page, deadbothanspies.blogspot.com. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Well, I, I don't know if terror is an appropriate description... It's a podcast that combines everything you love about me talking and some of what you love about Star Wars. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. Fine, whatever. Do that after you listen to Dead and Spies. Yoda, you seek Yoda! No, you seek Deadboff and Spies, a Star Wars podcast. Check it out. It beats kissing a Wookiee, I would think. <laughs>
1: I'm Diablo Frank I am a legal machine Or lately he's just Been saying Mac And then you're like I'm Mr. Fix It I'm so cool What do you want me Like fucking Slipknot scream? That's a start I could plug that in Somewhere somewhere
0: Okay This is Joe Fix It
1: Now you're Joe I thought you oh, You made a point Of not being Joe Fix It Because you didn't yeah. want To be called Jose Fix It yeah, That's right but When we first started This <laughs> shit And now you're fucking I'm seeing your Jose Fix It I'm dude, that, so.
0: dude that's a True right there too You fucking <laughs> such a
1: true I'm Mr. Fix It. I'm Mr. Fix It. There you go. See, that one's so hard. Okay. Oh, he's such a ball buster, man. <laughs> I like it when I bust your balls. It's one of the. What, a, a favorite stinger is the one where I'm driving you insane to do really? that to viewer discretion. Oh, wow. Nice to know that people You didn't know that people loved that one? No. They loved that one. They thought it was hilarious. Remember, I'm not. You're going, on you're, I'm not on any of that stuff. Yeah, the 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 ones they like the best are the ones where somebody is going slowly insane. On the Patsy Walker episode is when we break Max's brain by talking about life with Archie, the the death of Archie. Yeah, the yeah. murder, you know, of him. Viewer discretion is advised. Ah, you don't remember,
0: yeah, you remember, I remember that? that one? Yeah. No, I remember that one, dude. You're driving okay. me fucking nuts, dude. <laughs>
1: okay see
0: now that we got that part of the way i was stuck in georgia so i spent a lot of time on my phone so i bought this for nine bucks oh you got guardians yeah i've watched the movie three times Mm -hmm. it got better each time i was surprised you enjoy
1: it more and more each time and then i got
0: people who are non-marvel people to watch it with me at the house i was at there was a couple more like oh is there a sequel to this or is there one before like a prequel i'm like no it's a oh it's such i mean they they loved it i was shocked
1: guardians of the galaxy because you you grew up in the same time as me so you see Star Wars, and then you want to see more stuff like Star Wars, and we saw fucking Ice Pirates and hey, Battle Beyond hey, the ice Stars. Hold on, hold on, I'm not, Hold on, hold on. Let me finish the Mifian thought because we all jumped onto that shit. Most of it wasn't, a, none of it really was as good as Star Wars, but a lot of it was good enough okay, okay. that we still got the high off of it. So, okay. so we enjoyed our Ice Pirates. We enjoyed right our off the bat, Star I put, Hunter. I put Ice
0: Pirates above Star Wars, and I put that out there. Yeah, Boom, I put nah, my nuts on nah, your face. Nah, you're,
1: ice
0: you're, Pirates better than Star Wars? No. Better than Empire? Never. Empire by Far. Come on, dude! Empire by itself, masterpiece. Star Wars. I rewatched them. I borrowed them from uh, Fryhole. Fryhole mm-hmm. loaned me the essentials. All, Is it all the system. fucking
1: Lucas? You know, what, the one where he put his dick in the water. The Lucas special editions where he threw all the CG shit. All. Oh, no, it's, and it's stuff? the blue. Yeah. Uh, did, did Greedo yeah. shoot first? Is yeah. That, okay, so, so. so that's what. Okay. Okay.
0: So I watched Star Wars. I do believe it's one of those movies that it's more nostalgic than actual storytelling. When you watch it Storytelling wise It's really boring Like it's a I fairy tale I, I, But I didn't realize How boring Star Wars was Now like, when I was a kid Of course like you said We didn't see anything Like that back then So mm-hmm. we were blown away But when you sit down As an adult to revisit It's like Ah he's a fucking farmer Like the
1: fucking When I, I was working At a video store About what 10 plus years ago And I decided to try To watch Star Wars again After I'd seen the prequels Which of course Made it very hard for me To enjoy anything Star Wars After watching those prequels I tried to I rented a new hope and I'm watching it Got about halfway through the the disc started fucking up And I was kind of like You know I, I just, I'm just i not into this anyway I'm just not enjoying this I'm bored And I haven't tried to watch A New Hope In 10, 12 plus years Because it didn't hold My interest anymore When you sit down Even with the new CG crap Which was lame But yeah.
0: It's just a really Crappy story Not not crappy story It's it's very rud- rud- Rudimentary, rudimentary story. Yeah.
1: It's very basic it's- Lucas didn't know What he was making When he made Star Wars He was just trying to do A Flash Gordon story Zero, yeah. And it became something more than that the lore of it the kinetic action everything that came into star wars and then you had a lot of stuff that followed in its wake and on a technical level a lot of it's better even on a storytelling level a lot of it is better you know they talk about how i think i don't remember who said it but like the golden age for music is 12 or 15 where whatever music you liked when you were 12 or 15 is music you're gonna like for the rest of your life i think a lot of people do that they find that thing they liked and they just stick with it for the rest of their life they don't continue to explore and find new interesting things to enjoy they keep going back to the those old, reliable standards. Star Wars, I enjoyed Star Wars as a kid. I loved that stuff as a kid, but I progressed and I got into other things and I've I've explored other avenues and then trying to go back to this thing that is really stuck in a specific place in time. It's 1977. It's not something you can watch today without bringing nostalgia to it. I don't think a kid who tries to watch Star Wars today can appreciate it like we did because they've got so many things that have been influenced by it that are just better, that connect more to them and are more advanced and are deeper because it's a very show. Story. It's a fairy tale. But
0: see, that's, where, that's what that's what I'm saying. When you get to Empire, so I get through New Hope. Like I said, I've been on vacation, so I've I've, I've watched these three movies in the last day and a half. So New Hope. Whoa. Get to Empire, and I'm thinking, oh, man, it's going to be a long one. Man, from get-go, you're hooked, and they're just running with you. And I, I forgot how enjoyable that movie was. I was like, wow, this is really good. From the Battle on Hoth to even Yoda was kind of cool again. And so I, I enjoyed it all the way to the end. And then, of course, Jedi comes out. And a Jedi, it, it, it has the-
1: Before you go to Jedi, I just want to say, Star Wars, I saw it at a drive-in— with some friends of the family and I checked out of the movie before the Death Star attack because once the princess was saved and they got off the Death Star for me that was the end of the story Empire I saw in the theater I think I fell asleep during that movie the first time I saw it I don't remember if I stayed awake through the whole movie or not because it didn't hold my interest for me as a kid seeing that movie Empire was the worst of the three because I got through a lot more Star Wars and I found it much more entertaining and Empire was just too dark and too slow moving so as a kid I could appreciate it as an adult of course I do as an adult it's probably my favorite of the three, but I don't don't have that heartfelt connection to it that a lot of people do because I think I was maybe just too young for it and so when I was a kid it was Return of the Jedi that was my jam because really? that's the one where I'm coming back from the movie theater and I'm hanging out the window of our car swinging an imaginary lightsaber in the wind as we're driving down the freeway I watched those fucking Ewok movies on TV when they came out I bought the first issues of Ewoks and droids when they came out of Star Comics yeah I, I had a wicked action figure I liked the Ewoks I thought they were cool I remember I had a friend when I was a kid and he ruined stuff for me he was a little bit older than me and he just did nothing but ruin shit for me i loved mr t and he fucking shit all over Mr. T. I love Michael Jackson. He's such a fag. Oh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. There was a snake. The original Snake Eyes action figure. We were hanging out in a bowling alley, and we walked across the street to the uh, Walgreens, and they had the original Snake Eyes, and you never saw the original Snake Eyes anywhere ever. And he had money to burn, so I'm like, dude, you have to buy the original Snake Eyes. He's like, nah, eh, it's kind of goofy looking. And in retrospect, it was kind of goofy looking. But I'm like, but you're never gonna find this again. If you don't buy this now, you are never gonna have a Snake Eyes, the coolest GI Joe. So he buys it, and then later on, we're at his apartment, and he's letting me play with the Snake Eyes, and he's like up in his apartment and some kids came around and stole the snake eyes and he accused me of stealing that snake eyes i fucking launched into him i threw him on the couch i bit him on the arm and i was never friends with that guy again because he accused me of stealing that snake eyes i would never have stolen that guy's snake eyes but he stole my childhood by making me hate mr t and ewoks and michael jackson before i had a chance to get over them just ruining shit for me,
0: and that was just a small glimpse into the dark, dark soul of Frank.
1: But <laughs> you thought that was run, dark.
0: Children run. That's Holy not dark. Shit, dude. You, la- dude. You
1: launched onto another human being. Well, and, and my, my grandmother happened to be coming like to that- a fucking zombie. Okay. Well, and my grandmother had to pull me off of him. I, she just happened me going to – because it was the apartment complex across the street. How old are you? Uh, I, can't, I don't want to say because that could specify my age if I said around that time period. Dude, I, just, I was I was younger than him. He was a teenager and I was not yet a teenager. He was an early – or he was a preteen, I guess, and I was a, not a teenager again
0: yet. Again, a dark glimpse into his soul.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah that was frightening. Okay Successful. so uh, then my granny hey, my, gran- my granny could pull me off of him you know so Don't you oh my god that was- <laughs> <laughs> i don't see racist. i don't see what's so bad about
0: that from, well let's see i went from jedi was the best to let me show you a dark aspect of my soul someone stole my childhood i <laughs> left on him i was going to smother him
1: i was going to smother him. i was biting his ass bite that motherfucker ah wow like, wow that's still fucking <laughs> okay, frightening sorry. Any better. But, but the point being as a kid return came out at the right time so and i remember too when it was fucking revenge of the jedi So I I was really like, oh, my God, Revenge of the Jedi World. I remember that poster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like all red. No, it was uh, black and red, I think. At the, was at the, it the silhouettes of, of Luke and
0: Darth? Is that what it was? I I'm trying to remember. I remember the theater. I mean, theater. Any, any
1: asshole can get on Google and find this like in a second, but we're going from memory. Well, we're taking it old the, school. The
0: theater that we went to go see the Star Wars movie, because I saw Empire in the theater also. And I'm sorry, I loved it. From the at the end, when he gets his hand cut off, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh shit, they're going to kill Luke. And then he fell, and I'm thinking, oh my God, he's going to die. And they just dropped him his death. And of course, then he lands in a tube, and he lands there, and he's like, Leia, Leia. And I'm like, I mean, to me, that was a great buildup. At that age, I didn't understand. Like I really thought the movie was going to keep going. So when it ended with Luke getting his hand and they're sitting there staring, I'm like, w- w- "Where's Han? Like, w- what the fuck's going on?" <laughs> like, I was I was really upset. I, I thought like I, I thought like the next week we would go to the movies and see the next movie and my mom had explained to me no they still haven't made the next movie and i'm like but why would they make a movie and not in the movie like that did, at that age dude uh, of course my my references were like jaws films where there was always a fucking jaws film coming out or you know there's always pre or uh, uh, sequels coming out any movie i did see the sequel that had already come out so, you could watch, like, I, if I, when I sat down and watched Smoking the Bandit, you could see two, three, and four, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and they were already out.
1: Well, it's like, I, <laughs> I I didn't see Mad Max before I saw Road Warrior. You know, Road Warrior was out, and it's like, oh,
0: there's another one? Oh, see, that was funny. Mine was backwards. I watched Mad Max first, mm-hmm. and then Road Warrior. And then I still remember my, my mother taking me to the theater to go see Thunderdome, mm-hmm. which was a weird experience going skipping school to go watch thunderdome but, with your mom yeah with my mom
1: well yeah and you reminded me of something too because you're talking about the closeness of proximity i remember seeing buck rogers in the 25th century and it's theatrical run that actually the pilot to that tv show they decided to run it theatrically and so it's in theaters like i think early summer and then that september they re-ran it i think it's a two-part episode and i remember my mother and i had to take a bus to get to the movie theater to watch buck fucking rogers and by the time we came back we had to walk along this gravel road for a long time relative to a kid for a kid five minutes is a long time probably a, about a mile or so from where that stop was to walk back to our home again so of course i'm replaying that movie in my mind the whole time we're walking and i'm like really into it and then i remember a few months later it's on tv and my mom was like we went to the theater and paid for that it's on tv already <laughs> So that, that kind of proximity. But I do remember with Empire, it, it, I met, like I said, I may have fallen asleep. But I know I was wide awake for that final battle because it did trip me out when his freaking hand got cut off. And it tripped me out when it ended as abruptly as it did. And you're like, what? That's it? And, and so the funny is hey, when I
0: saw Return, I remember thinking it was going to be dark. You know, my mom had exposed us to movies like Brazil, Time Bandits. I just talked to mom about this the other day. I was telling her how uh, Frank brought up... Um, the Sean Connery movie. Oh, Zardoz. Zardoz. And she starts laughing. She's like, I'm going to have to buy him a copy of that movie.
1: <laughs> but these were movies. You know, I've never actually seen that movie all the way Soylent through. Green, I've only seen parts Soylent of it.
0: Green, like, uh, A Boy and His Dog. Like, these really. Omega Man. You know, Omega Man. Like, we saw these as a kid. Like, we watched these in my house. My mom would introduce us to these films. I watched Highlander, and I remember going to school, and there could be only one, and my friends were all like, What the fuck's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> I was like, Didn't you see Highlander? And I mean, my mom. Like, Highlander took a while
1: to build. That was not an instant Do
0: success. We, Dude, we uh, we saw it and I was like, there can be only one. My name is Duncan McLeod and MacLeod Clan. Like I was I was on board
1: from day Duncan one. Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Yeah, I- I lo- I, for some reason that always stuck in my brain when I was a I was kid. I love that shit. Huh? I was called Duncan. Oh no, sorry, Connor McCloud of Conan the Clan McLeod. McLeod. There you go. Duncan was the one from the TV show. That's the one. So okay, hold on, hold on. Let's do it. What? Here we are. Born to be kings, we the princes up. You're not gonna dude, fucking do no fucking shit. Freddie
0: Mercury, dude. You are so. Fuck. I'm not saying I'm dude, fucking Freddie Mercury. is rolling around in his grave and his mustache is he, well. They did it. Him. They
1: did as a group anyway. We're supposed to do it together, and you fucking leave me hanging, dude. I'm not doing that.
0: There can I only be one singer, to, apparently, motherfucker. I'm not going to soil that great movie. <laughs> but like I said, I watched all those movies, so when Empire came out, I was like. I, I was used to that. So when Jedi came out, I'm like, all right, all right. And then you bring out some they, fuzzy they, bears. Yeah, I'm they like, kidified what the it. Fuck is so even as a kid, like I did like Jedi. Now, okay, now this is where it's going to get weird. Then I started watching the prequels. The first one is bad. The second one's decent. The third one was horrible.
1: Now, I, if I remember correctly, I saw the first prequel with Mac and his brother and his sister. And I, I, I think we've talked about this in the past on the, on the podcast maybe. But I remember being like, yeah, that was better than Return at least. You know, that like yeah. I was still in denial. And then the next day I wake up and I'm, I'm sleeping on the couch because I, I don't have a bed at that point in time. So I'm in the, sleeping on the couch and the sun's up. I think it's like a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. And I'm just lying there depressed. And I'm trying to think, why do I feel so down? And then I realized because a Star Wars movie came out after 20-some-odd years, whatever it was. And it was so soul-suckingly I, I terrible. Still, and I've, I've yet to ever see that movie again. I've seen parts of the movie. I've, I've never sat down and watched I, the movie I don't again. understand Jar Jar Binks. I don't think, see, we've talked about this. It's. There's so much more wrong with that movie. Oh no, it's true. But he's the pinpoint. Like he's that spot that you can focus from, on, and it just no, comes off of that. For me, the fulcrum of that movie's reign of terror is the fucking kid, Anakin. Oh yeah. Anakin oh, yeah, yeah, ruins yeah.
0: it for me. His acting's horrible.
1: It, well, not it's not just that. It, it, he's even even on the page he's bad. I was a big fan of the show American Gothic with Lucas Black, who's joining Fast and Furious. I'm looking forward to that shit because he's my favorite of the Fast and Furious characters. Tokyo Drift. I'm like the only guy whose favorite movie of that series is Tokyo Drift, I'm sure. But anyway, I love Lucas Black because he was in Sling Blade. You remember him, right? The boy from Sling Blade? Yeah. He was on a show called American Gothic, which I don't know if you ever watched it. You no. ought to because it was a very dark show for its time. Not like Prophet Dark, but in that realm. And it came out around the same time as Prophet. And anyway, what the ba- the gist of it was he is the bastard son of a satanic or demonic entity who's played by Gary Cole. Gary Cole is Sheriff Lucas Black. i to have
0: to come on a Monday. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, from- yeah, it's
1: the same guy, but he's much more charismatic on that show because, again, he's a satanic entity. So he's the bastard son of this guy, and the guy's the sheriff in this town, and the town is totally corrupt based on this guy's influence. The person that he wants to bring to the fold is, of course, his son, to bring him back in, and his son has mystical powers that even he doesn't have. The whole show is about this seduction of the innocent, him trying to draw this boy into his lifestyle while the spirit of his sister is trying to bring him toward the light. And he was so good at playing that innocence, but would also uh, contaminate innocence, because he's a guy who had a bunch of screwed up stuff happen to him even even from a young age his sister's murdered his father goes insane he's orphaned he's got all these issues and he did a great job of playing this guy as conflicted you knew that this guy could really go either way he's got good in him he's got bad in him and you just don't know which way he's going to go so I love that kid for that role and I've seen him in other movies and I still carry that love for him and I I still think he's great in movies I think he was great in Jarhead I just love that kid plus he's got that thick southern accent that's legit it's just nice having a, a real hardcore southerner as an actor yeah. that young. So that's the kind of actor you needed to play Anakin because you have to know from jump that there's something special about this guy that he could go either way for it to make sense for Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan to want to do something with him and try to train him, seeing the potential in him. And that kid was such a charisma vacuum. There was no personality, there was no anger, there was no joy, there was nothing. He was a blank, which was a problem throughout that the whole series cuz most of the actors were acting like they were blanks. No most of the characters had no personality, but in the case of Anakin for him to be so unexceptional knowing that this guy is supposed to become Darth Vader that kid really planted the seed for the the ruination of Darth Vader because that character's ruined now I have no interest in Darth Vader he is so not cool anymore and it started with that kid and then it continues on to Hayden Christensen who played him essentially the same way and I actually don't blame the kid or Hayden Christensen because that's what was on the page Christensen's done a few things that weren't terrible did you ever see that Shattered Glass movie no where he played a reporter that was making up stories he wasn't bad in that jumper
0: Huh? So was
1: he any good in that? Samuel Jackson was in Jumper. I mean, he was pretty good. They were both in that.
0: Yeah, Samuel yeah, Jackson okay. was there. the only cool scene from Jumper is the one where they're chasing a jumping kid through South American jungle, and Samuel Jackson and his crew tie this kid up to a tree, and the kid's like, "Why are you doing this to me?" And Samuel Jackson looks at me and I says, "Cause only God should have these powers," and then stabs a fucking preteen <laughs> in his chest with a knife. Pretty cool. Yeah. After that, yeah, the movie went downhill from there. and I know you told me like Disney owned like Miramax and all this other weird shit but
1: sadly Miramax was the only one I didn't reference when we talked about that really and that would be the most perfect company because Miramax is known for its edgier Oscar baiting material and I'm talking about fucking Hollywood studios that hadn't existed in probably fucking 20 odd years Disney owns Miramax right yeah they do yeah Okay. That's why uh, the Weinstein Company exists, is because the Weinstein sold Miramax to Disney and tried to work under Disney, couldn't, and then went off and formed their own company. Weinstein Company.
0: Cause, okay, so I saw the preview. The Black Stormtrooper, I don't know why people make a big deal about that.
1: Well, as far as because of racism, because people are fucking racist. You don't have to look very hard to find blatant motherfucking racism yeah, these but days. I just, when I it's saw amazing, that. It's amazing. You know, I, but, dude, I remember, saw that. And remember when Obama a- was elected? We were like supposed to be this post racial society? Boy, we fucking blew that shit real quick, didn't we? Wait, no, no. But the first thing I thought of when
0: I saw that was space balls when they're combing the desert, and you have the two, the two stormtroopers with an actual combing the desert, and they go, what about you? And the black brother's in there with a pick. He's
1: like, oh, I shit. can't shit <laughs> <laughs> oh god see I thankfully my mind didn't go there cause that no, no, would be, a, just, would be was a, little just, a little bit racist uh, <laughs> just a little
0: bit racist but no no but see that was my point was I think Mel Brooks had thrown it out there a long time ago we always just
1: assumed stormtroopers were white I always assumed I, well I, didn't they set up that it, they were all clones of Django Fett yeah, well, see, who he was thought. not white he was like Samoan or some shit wasn't he the actor I, know, I mean he, looked Latino he was brown he looked Latino okay
0: to produce that many children, he had to be like he was
1: at all. caramel. But see, I had asked
0: a friend about this because I was I I wasn't big into the big Star Wars mytho the expanded mythos? universe, and expanded ma- all yeah. that stuff, and then of course. Fryhole got me to watch the Clone War cartoon, which was actually very entertaining. It was it was a continuation of the stories, and then you got to know more about the clones and the and how they start off as straight soldiers, and then after so much war, their own personalities start to kind of shoot off. Like you, they'll get all these different personalities, the different
1: experiences of alter them, is what yeah. You're and
0: so that was to me was very interesting. That is interesting. And it's so, kind of like uh,
1: you liked X Factor, the Mad Rocks, the Multiple men. Oh yeah, yeah. Then he have kind of a similar experience. Yeah, where yeah. He had all these duplicates, and they go off and live wholly separate lives. And come back he he evolved from that that? yeah Yeah.
0: and so that was the hook that got me into that show so i watched that and and there's a point where the stormtroopers the 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 clones turn on the jedi kill the jedi we all know that and i a friend of mine who's a huge warsy huge warsy i asked him hey what happened to all the clones he says oh that's funny they die off apparently the emperor was racist if you read the books i've never read the books but my friend who
1: well, Emperor Palpatine, or did, did, Palpatine didn't they gone. have a later one though? Well, Palpatine apparently hated the clones.
0: Okay, like was racist toward the clones. He saw them as subhumans, and were they were basically no different than a gun. Once they were used, you could throw them away, and
1: they couldn't fire guns. That was a problem. That was what maybe sub. They had subhuman aim for sure.
0: So that's why I was asking my friend. I went to my friend because he had read. I'm, I mean, dude, every novel that comes out, he reads it. So was and, he
1: pissed off that all that shit got flushed on the toilet?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. He was not happy. So I asked him, and apparently the clones die off to the point where there's very few in the universe. And if they are, they're not They're not part of the Empire anymore. The Empire actually goes out and recruits cr- human beings. And seeing that, when I saw the Black Stormtrooper, it just made sense to me. I take it back to that joke because the, I remember as a kid when I watched Spaceballs, when I first watched it, I didn't realize it was comedy. And then when I did watch it, that one joke, I never got. For years, I never got
1: it. That moment, I got the joke. (laughs) (laughs) How do you watch Spaceballs and not recognize it as a comedy, man?
0: Well, no, no, when we first started watching it. Oh, okay. I I didn't know they were taking me to see Spaceballs. Okay. I just saw, like, Space something, and my dad was like, oh, I like Mel Brooks. And, of course, he hated the film. Like, my whole family hated it. I liked it. That's
1: one of the the only latter-day, it's funny to say latter-day for a movie that came out in the late 80s. That's one of the few latter-day Mel Brooks movies I enjoyed. Blazing Saddle? No, that was in the 70s. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was late 70s, though. Like 70s. Yeah, well, it was late 70s. But what I'm talking about later days. like after Spaceballs, Love it's Stinks. like everything else was terrible. Dracula, Dead and Loving was terrible. Oh. Love Stinks was awful. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. is a horrible, horrible film. Yeah. He had clearly lost it at that point. So for me, it's like... Issue the world part one. Oh yeah, Blazing Saddles. I actually like high anxiety, or at least I did when I was a kid. I'm not sure if it'd hold up today. Spaceballs. That's really about it. I didn't even particularly care for him ha- Frank- to have, and Frank- have not. Huh? Young Frankenstein. I, you know, as a kid, I watched it. And I didn't get it, and I've never watched it as an adult, so I don't know if I enjoyed it it's, or not. It's enjoyable. It's mm. okay.
0: I liked it. High anxiety. Warzy's a whole different other can of worms. They're, like, <laughs> they're fucking fanatical to, like, scariness. And I've been...
1: I, I've I've definitely noticed an overlap between evangelical Christians and Warzy's And you don't see that in, in really? other fandoms. Yeah, You haven't seen that? uh uh-uh. I've met, especially back when I was running the shops, I don't know why you would combine these two things. It, it, I almost wonder if maybe some of that, the sci-fi mitigation of the fantasy elements that they had in the prequels that turned me off in a big way, if maybe that was done to appease that... Base of Christians that are fond of Star Wars because I know there are people there. There are people who have actually tried to turn Jediism into a religion. Oh yeah, I know that. But I think that there are also a lot of people that would like to, to keep that as sort of like because I think if you look online, there's a lot of people who see Star Wars as a Christian parable. They see messianic qualities to Anakin like Anakin, I guess, is as as a false Messiah, and then Luke as the actual Messiah. And there's all this weird theology that gets mingled into there. And Those crazy it, it's crazy Christians. It's peculiar because you don't get that with Star Trek. Star Trek people are they're very sciencey. Yeah, exactly. So they're much more prone to atheism or agnosticism. M- what, no, what don't that? get me wrong. There's plenty of Christians in that too, or, or any religion really. All religions are represented there, but they're not as theologically well, no, no. zealous. They're, s-
0: they're more science based. Yeah, where Star Star Wars is more. Faith-based.
1: Yeah, and, and fantasy-based. Yeah. yeah. So and,
0: I, I see your point on that one.
1: <laughs>
0: Shit, we've uh, known each other almost
1: 20 years? Almost, yeah. Uh, I, I believe I met you in 96 or 97, I think it was. Really? Yeah, because I started over at the, my first shop in 94, and I was there for two years. So I think I went over to... Yeah. Uh, in 96. Yeah, it'd be 96 Yeah, '96. so yeah and I met Mac before you because he was going to the other shop but it was only a matter of months yeah.
0: so I remember that's when uh, you were going through your uh, what is his name from uh, Smashing Pumpkins
1: oh Billy Corgan Billy Corgan phase of uh, like one a- of the guys used to call me monkey boy that's the first time the first time in my life I'd ever shaved my head really when I was living off of you know ramen noodles canned so fucking sad. marshmallows
0: yeah no, it, it. No,
1: it was a jar I would eat marshmallows straight out of the dude, jar dude all I know is
0: I set you out. we were sitting there playing games it was only like games like $1 one 50. it was
1: cheaper than ice cream dude I have sitting there and i'm like what is he
0: eating and, and mac was like marshmallows i'm like what and you go yeah look And you turn around and there's a fucking spoon sitting completely straight up and you pull it out and it looked like that shit from the movie the stuff like i was waiting for it to attack me <laughs> and you're just like gobbling that shit that i'm like how is he not fucking exploding like just dying before my eyes dude that shit looked horrific you just like dude, you plowed it. i think you were licking the jar by the time we were done that night it was
1: sweet as a stay Puff man's testicle what can i tell you <laughs> More of his taint. It looked more taintish.
0: <laughs> Less testicle, more taintish. So yeah, but... the
1: sweet supernatural goo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that.
0: I can see that. I that
1: I'm ordinary, just
2: like Marvel superheroes have arrived. Yes. Murder, Captain America. Fantastic Four Hulk
3: Spider-Man Iron Man Howard the Duck
0: do you have it memorized? The God of Thunder <laughs>
1: I told you he listens to this shit. Well, I do too, but
0: I don't, I don't have it
1: memorized. I don't have it memorized. I fucking put the thing together.
0: This huge
2: freaking
1: boner from it. <laughs> okay, so I was reading this website where they were calling Billy Corgan a smug, sliveling prick. Which he is. We all know this. And I remember back in the day, I used to say that I could never enjoy a a Smashing Pumpkins Greatest Hits Collection because I hated his voice so much. And then I had to kind of walk that back because I, in fact, really enjoyed the Smashing Pumpkins Greatest Hits Collection and pulled a lot of album tracks besides. So what this devolved into is people doing like their lists of the greatest ultra-grunge bands of the 90s usually as a top five and so some of the popular subjects were nirvana stone dimple pilots alice in Chains, pearl jam Soundgarden.
2: is this a ranking so, so what I'm, trying is that,
1: see, I'm trying to look at some what uh, does this
2: have to do with smashing pumpkins smashing pumpkins is not a grunge era band
1: they were part of that wave though they weren't i don't I, I, you could call them grunge i i think that
2: no i don't think they are
1: you don't think that bullet with butterfly wings qualifies
2: i don't think it's i don't think they're a grunge band
1: well they but they were one of the big bands of that era Early 90s, mid 90s. Well,
2: obviously the timelines overlap, but I don't think that they are – where are they even from? They were Chicago-based. Yeah, I – no. I mean, and they don't sound like those other bands either. Stone Temple Pilots does not sound like Nirvana.
1: Or Smashing – or uh, – I mean, Smashing Pumpkins
2: doesn't sound like Smashing Pumpkins, Soundgarden. Well,
1: most of those are Seattle. Seattle. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. But they were lumped in because they were popular at the same time when all the alt rock stuff was raining over everything else. So what,
2: what are we talking about? Are we talking about influential grunge bands? Are we talking about...
1: I'm, I'm just curious to see, like, given those names throwing out there, who do you think? Overrated, underrated? Properly you know, rated. Do you want to rank some of those guys out?
2: I'm a huge fan of overrated, underrated, properly rated. Yeah. Properly rated. Pearl Jam. Overrated. And I, I think, think they had the one good album. And they I think had Vi- two good albums. Vi- no, Bitology sucked. Um, I'm not saying... I'm talking about 10 and Versus. Okay. 10 was good. The rest of it sucks. Eddie Vedder's a whack job. I don't know. I, I just never. But he's usually a whack
1: job for the right causes. If you say so. He's zealously earnest about stuff that's worth being zealously earnest about, even though, like, him taking on Ticketmaster, that wasn't ever going to amount to anything.
2: And it never did, right? We had, it, that was all ridiculous. I don't know. I, I just. Uh, to me, Pearl, like I said, Pearl Jam has had that 10 is an epic, epic album. And I, I appreciate their consistency, and they're still out there making music and touring and whatnot, but I, I don't know.
1: And they've had some decent tracks since then too. So that, you know, they a lot of covers though. There's been a few of your nut
2: covers. Yeah. So Pearl Jam was always towards the bottom of my list.
1: I loved them when they were big, and then the bloom was off the rose. And there was just a lot of samey-saminess to the later material. It's like they, like most bands, they, they had their albums, and they got most of the stuff they really had to say out of the way. And then the rest of it felt excess, or the same.
2: and be, It's because of Eddie. They, they really did have that sort of eclectic energy. They sort of had a different energy, because you weren't really sure if Eddie Vedder was in his right frame of mind like was it was it during their unplugged performance where he stood up on the stool and started writing on his arms and sharpie when was that i don't remember that at all he was inscribing some message on his arms and eddie vetter was always seemed like he was a little off he always had a little he was a little 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 tweaked so i've always kind of
0: i've respected that (laughs) respect crazy
1: crazy when it comes to musicians artists yeah yeah what about you make fix it 10
0: was probably the most solid album of theirs that i liked
1: Well, I'm looking at verses. I like Animal. Daughter's okay. It's a big hit. Doter. Uh, Glorified G is kind of a fun track, although I know people would have issues with it. I like Dissident quite a bit. And Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in a Small Town is one of my favorite songs of theirs. I also like Indifference. So there's a lot of good stuff on that it's album. long-ass title. But it's a great one. You know that one, right? I seem to recognize your face. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, That's a good one. It Perfect impression. <laughs> Thought I was at a pro Jam concert.
1: Oh,
2: God. Okay, Soundgarden. I'm conflicted with Soundgarden because I hate Chris Cornell so much. Uh, but I Super, actually, super, super agree- Unknown, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Outside of Black Hole Sun, obviously, that needed to go away.
1: That song, that, uh, so yeah, that song just needed to go away. I it's so tired.
2: That that song was tired when it was still in like its first round of circulation. I'm not even saying like, oh, now I'm tired of it. I was tired of that song when it first came out in that stupid fucking video yeah, that everybody yeah, thought cheesy. was it was they okay. thought that video was fucking revolutionary. Oh my god, that video is so crazy. and I'm like, this video fucking sucks. This song is whack. I'd rather mm. listen to Spoon Man and My Wave, Fell on Black Days. Yeah. I'd listen to those songs a million times over Goddamn Black Hole Sun one more time.
1: Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. I, I really hate Black Black Hole Sun, but the covers of Black Hole Sun aren't that bad. There's some reason it's just their version is so histrionic, and I was sick of it so early on to its airplay. But I've heard a few people cover it where they do it more down, low key, and it, it works better that way.
2: And I can almost guarantee you, people. I think people tried to make that song seem like it was way deeper than it actually is. Mm-hmm. I don't mean, think that song's that deep at all. No, no. I think uh, uh, the day
1: I tried to live was a much fantastic song. song. Yeah, fantastic song. Uh, but so I actually had a Twitter argument with a, an occasional listener, Luke Jacanetti, where he was trying to push Bad Motorfinger. Yeah, I, I, that for me that album's kind of background noise. There's a few good tracks on it, but mostly it just plays as noise in the background when I'm doing stuff. Well, I mean, we started out with Smashing Pumpkins too.
2: Uh, okay, so again, I don't, I don't really put Smashing Pumpkins with those bands, and I've always Smashing Pumpkins super fucking underrated, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, they're both underrated and overrated. All of Smashing Pumpkins' hits super fucking overrated. All the other songs, their albums super fucking underrated.
1: So what, what, like, what, what's a album cut that you find underrated? Um, I. Ah, I such a great song It's one of my favorite songs of all time I love that song Fucking amazing Everlasting mm-hmm. Gaze I love that song I, That song I, I have like a religious deal with that song
2: uh, I mean And right there Those two songs are better than fucking What is it Bullet with Butterfly Wings or I what like that? Bullet with uh, uh, Butterfly Of uh, the songs Butterfly. that have
1: been played a billion times since 1991 That's one of the ones I like Today the
2: Get the hell out of here dude Today like, is a
1: really good song get though that
2: song away from my face Get rid of all that shit It's a good video too Is that
1: the one with the ice cream uh, yeah. truck? Yeah Good song, good video Mm. Disarm kind of wore out its welcome. Mm. I liked that song a lot when it came out, but now it Rocket, just doesn't do much for me. Rocket's
2: a great song, but it didn't, okay. didn't get a lot of play. That had a video that was on it Yeah, that was a pretty cool video, actually. Um, what is some more? My brain's not working right. But anyway, so uh, whenever I run down the list of, of Smash and Pumpkin Pumpkins songs I like,
1: a whole lot of them. A whole well, people, lot of People them. really like And they're kind of scattered. Yeah, people like 1979. I hate that song, yeah, that song above almost sucks. all other that song songs. Can go away. I hate the video. I hate the song. Yeah. and I hate the sequel. Perfect. Don't know if I know that song. Perfect. Ah, that's all I got. on okay. that one. I hate that song. I don't know that. Song. But basically, the the kids from 1979. Perfect. In the video, it picks them up like ten years later. Really? Yeah, that's I hate weird. it. I hate it. Bad. Stupid. Awful. Dumb.
2: Yeah. Yeah, terrible stuff.
1: Adore an underrated album. There's some clunkers on that, some real clunkers. But there's also a lot of strong tunes. I really like "Crestfallen." I think it's Martha Sins is the name of the, this track. Adore is a good song. I like that one quite yeah. a bit. Overrated. <laughs> Do you like anything from Special Pumpkins? Exceptionally.
0: Uh, see, but to y'all are more y'all are more the connoisseurs mm-hmm. of the music. Mm-hmm. I'll hear something I enjoy and I move on. It's it's not big. To, I'm more of a connoisseur of older blues music, like older rock music. Then newer stuff, I'm not really. Even the 90s stuff I, I I listen to it I enjoy it I mean I'm a big Alice in Chains fan Yeah uh, Well
1: and now We were going to bring up Alice in Chains too Yeah
0: Alice in Chains And you
1: actually got me into them I wasn't a big fan of them In the 90s But you would play What's that, that album you played Just like incessantly For a Dirt. year Dirt Yeah and you turned me Into a fan Because I basically Associated spending time With you Because it's funny Because we were talking about Smashing Pumpkins, and you associate Spending Time with me with a Depeche Mode song. because yeah, you played uh, Depeche Mode like... Never oh, let, let Me Down them. Again. Yeah. And Smashing Pumpkins covered them and did a pretty good job with yeah. that particular track. And then for me, I always think of you when I'm hearing songs from Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and of course... Dirt.
0: Fucking amazing album. Mac, when I think of Mac, I always think of that one time I came to a light and I saw this yellow car fly through a red light. And it, me, it was a blue that car. That jackass is going to die. Different light. That was a different car. What was it? That was a yellow one. That uh, was my blue one. Uh, I just remember thinking, that jackass is going to die. And then I see him and he's like, I almost died. Because we were on the phone with each other. <laughs> you were on the phone with me? Yeah, I was on the phone with you. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> it was
2: because the the light next to me turned green to turn left. But my light had stayed red. But you know, when you see the light turn green and you just go. That's what I did. He didn't just go, dude. He just flew through
1: that light.
2: It was from a stop. <laughs> I No, I went. And the car, you know, because when a, a green light turns or the green arrow turns green, it, it's on both sides. Yeah. So that car was taking a left. And I missed him. <laughs> so not a song, just that near-death. I don't experience. know what the fuck a, a that horn, had to do. I'm blaring horn. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that had to do with uh, Alice in Chains, <laughs> but...
1: rubberneck (coughs) nobody nobody in that list that i was looking at nobody mentioned toadies which nobody mentioned rubberneck which is one of the great albums of the 90s
2: amazing album if If you you have opportunity to see toadies live please go do it so many times
1: yeah repeatedly because it's the great live band the lead singer had another side band burden brothers they were also very good (laughs) to see
0: which they ended up doing toadies songs
1: yeah, of course they did. They had to. But yeah, that nobody ever fucking mentions Rubberneck as one of the great albums of the 90s. And I've actually heard Toadies referred to as bubble grunge, which I find quite offensive. They just thought they were too pop for grunge. think but see. The, the I think it was that they, there was such a fixation on how legit you were in those times, well, see, what how authentic is- you were. Like
0: you can listen to an album and have maybe four good songs, and then the rest is kind of like you could tell it was garbage. Like they were trying something new, or they hadn't found themselves yet. Where Rubberneck from one start to go finish is fantastic. It's yeah. just
1: and the and the album has themes. It, it's not I don't want to call it a concept album because that was that pretentious, but it makes it sound like shit because most concept albums are awful. But if you listen to the album, it's like this person's coming to terms with going to hell essentially, yeah. and it works.
0: Tyler fucking
1: awesome. Oh, Tyler's one of the best songs ever. I love that song so much. I can hear it over and over. Even though it's it's a fucking wrong song. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's absolutely. one of those songs that sounds like a nice sweet love song, and then you realize no, he's fucking kidnapping Spocker. a girl and picking her across state lines yeah. and shit. But it's a great song. Absolutely. When I'm away, I come from the water. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. man. So I wanna to listen to that song. Like I don't want to go listen to the album like right now, just from mentioning the names of the tracks.
0: Yeah. Because like I said, I can listen to one, but there's and then Pearl Jam for me, it starts like one, maybe two songs off of each album after that. Mm-hmm. Smashing Pumpkins. I mean I I don't really have a lot of Smashing Pumpkins stuff.
1: I, I really came to the, I mean, I like the, the singles as they were coming out, but I didn't really start to appreciate the Pumpkins until late 90s. Uh, one of the people who came into the shop that I traded music with was into them. And after listening to his deep cuts, started liking them. And then Billy Corgan ruined it like he ruins everything.
0: Let's <laughs> see. And then, of course, I mean,
1: was Nirvana, Nirvana on that list? Yeah, of course. Nirvana was on the list. i a huge Nirvana fan. There, I yeah, Nirvana. yeah, but there's really, there's two good albums and then cuts mm, off the other albums. True. And that's about it. But they're solid songs, though. Yeah.
2: Again, that's a band where their radio hits overrated, everything else on those CDs
0: underrated. I agree with Mac on that one.
2: Nirvana is the band that I think is unnecessarily hated by a lot of people. People hear Nirvana, you get a really visceral reaction from people who just hate Nirvana. Yeah, There's a lot of hindsight 2020 hate. People look back and they remember hearing Smells Like Teen Spirit and they remember the Weird Al Yankovic video Smells Like Nirvana, Smells like Nirvana you know. And so they look back and they think that Nirvana was the fucking Nickelback of their era, which is just not true. You have not listened to a Nirvana album if you really think that's the case. That They were just some pop group that churned out hits, and you don't understand that fucking Kurt Cobain was fucked up. And mm. some of that music is some fucked up shit. Really, really powerful, just sad music. And something in the way legitimizes the entire know Something in the way the catalog, is just such an amazing song, man. There's just and and a lot of that music fucking is heavy and kicks ass too. And it kicks ass over a lot of the this weak shit you hear on the the radio today. Grunge was fucking like metal. Like it was some there was some heavy heavy riffs in some of those songs,
1: which is actually one of the reasons why I defend Smashing Pumpkins is because they were willing to go heavier than most of the grunge acts. And they did. And they did absolutely.
2: They, they, they did sometimes too. Unfortunately, some of their more popular stuff wasn't. Yeah. And like like "Bullet with Butterfly Wings" is one of their heavier songs that got popular, which is I just hate. That sucks. But anyway, and, and yeah, like Heart Shape Box." I'm so tired of Heart shape Box." And I, I, just, I do love. That I know. Song. I know you still love it, but I, I there are so many other great songs on In Utero that don't get any credit, and it pisses me off. When I think of grunge, I think of for me, Lane Staley and Kurt Cobain were two guys who really put their emotions in their songs. Well, they and
1: sounded grungy. They, they sounded they, heavy. To, they
2: to me, they defined the sound. And i love it i'm a huge megadeth fan and slayer so i I love that thrash metal and grunge killed thrash metal it killed it so it killed all metal it it killed everything right but hair metal needed to die Mm -hmm. it was getting out of control it really was and looking back at that stuff that stuff's terrible slayer is still kicking ass today fucking rat and striper aren't packing stadiums but slayer still is slayer is still relevant to music megadeth is still somewhat relevant they've had you think
1: slayer is more relevant than megadeth
2: yeah wow really because Megadeth at least went semi-poppy Slayer is fucking Slayer you go listen to Slayer from 1987 and it sounds just like Slayer from 1995 and it sounds just like Slayer from 2005 fucking Slayer is the heaviest band on earth I don't give a shit you can bring your stupid fucking Norwegian death metal over here and I guarantee you I'll pull some Slayer out that will make it sound worse so I think for a while I'm sure they had their criticism for being like oh that just sounds like that other Slayer song people eventually came to respect it you know what Slayer does Slayer just fucking records out that try to blow your eardrums out. That's Slayer. Slayer has never tried to pretend to be anything else other than Slayer. Their name is fucking Slayer. <laughs> um, so, whereas people have taken caps on Megadeth, Metallica is the poster child of going to pop. Whereas, even, you know, Megadeth's more poppy stuff, like you had like a Toulamonde and things like that. That song was then banned from MTV because everybody thought it was about suicide, which I still think it was about suicide. Dave Mustaine tried to say it wasn't. It's mm-hmm. about fucking suicide. Even then, even when you start to become pop and you're getting banned from MTV, you still have credibility. Whereas, I think Metallica lost all that.
1: Oh, they haven't had credibility. Yeah, they're
2: fucking shitbags. So there was the Clash of the Titans tour. Which was headlined by Megadeth and Slayer. And on that tour, one of the shitty opening acts they had that was touring with them was Alice in Chains. And they started to see the way the crowd was reacting to Alice in Chains. Because Alice in Chains compared to Slayer and Megadeth. Slayer and Megadeth play fast. Live. I've seen Megadeth several times, times. I've seen Slayer live. Oh, especially Megadeth, it's a whole other notch how fast they play. Like their producers are slowing them down, so they don't have a twenty-minute album. Like they, it's so fast. And grunge is the opposite. Although it is a little bit faster live. Like you can hear live tracks of. I think every act is like that, though. I think live there's a little more of a beat, a little more pickup. But it, it's much slower. Even fast, Alice in Chains is slower than Megadeth. Well, I mean, one Slayer. of the
1: one of the key words when describing Alice in Chains is dirge-like yeah you know, it's just it's, this, it's a it's this lumbering
2: it's beast. alice in chains yeah right i mean it's just this monster and i think i don't know if it was carrie king from slayer who i saw an interview with but they were like watching the way the crowd was reacting to alice in chains They're like oh shit so they ended up giving alice in chains the platform to have essentially eradicate that form of music <laughs> from popularity <laughs> alice in chains got bigger than any slash band did outside of you know metallica Again, but when Metallica hit its peak of popularity, you could, couldn't they argue that they're... By the Black Album, they'd essentially become hair metal. Uh, no, they weren't hair metal. Well, they were definitely poppier, though. They were poppier. It was more but there were the, the ballads that were in there and things like that right. but I, anyway we're, we're not going to get into semantics. nuances and semantics but uh, you don't call grunge metal but in a lot of, it has. A, there are a lot of similarities, similarities with heavy music those big melodic sounds the dirtiness to it but you know you'd never a lot of Nirvana fans like Nirvana if you put on a Slayer album they'd be like what the hell is this they'd freak out but they'd also freak out if you played a lot of Nirvana tracks that they never listened to, like Senseless Apprentice and things like that. Mm. Like, what the fuck is all this? Where's In Bloom? I don't think people realize, I, in my opinion, I think there's more of similarity between those two genres than people give it credit for, which maybe is why I, I like a lot of that stuff so much. And it's probably why I like Alice in Chains and Nirvana more because I think that they got darker and they got heavier than other bands did. Pearl Jam, although Pearl Jam, I mean, they're not, it's not a happy band by any sorts of imagination, but it, it was lighter. It was a lot more acoustic. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The tone was different, which maybe is why I that didn't appeal to me as much.
1: Pearl Jam was a pretty slow band too. Yeah, for the most yeah, part. very folky. There's more yeah. of a folk
2: vibe to mm-hmm. Pearl Jam, right? I don't think that that would insult no. anyone to say that. And I, I think that Vedder is fully on board with that too. And then we have. Which is kind of, they're kind of in a weird spot too, and that's Stone Temple Pilots, who I remember them getting knocked on on Saturday Night Live by David Spade for sounding like Pearl Jam. Whereas I think those two Well, the bands, first,
1: when they came out with Plush, everybody thought sure. that was any better.
2: Right, right. And they, and they do. They, they sound similar. But in my opinion, Stone Temple Pilots is, if I look at the catalog of music that I like, it's not even close with how much more material from Stone Temple Pilots I like over... Pearl
1: Jam. I would say, quite honestly, out of all the bands we've discussed, they are the best album band because there are more Stone Temple Pilots albums where you, there may be a track or two that I don't like on the album, but for the most part, I like the entire album than any of those other acts.
2: And they were putting out full good
1: albums later. That's what I'm saying, too. Like well, tini- there are the more music- albums with more music on them that I enjoyed by Stone Temple Pilots than any of those other acts. They were much more consistent in terms of their quality because all those other bands had some serious fucking clunkers on their albums for the most part. STP it was all pretty good. Even the not so good stuff was comparatively good. But you can listen to entire Stonehill Pilots albums and not feel the need to skip tracks. Where I can't say that maybe Allison Chains is the only other one I can say there's a core you can listen to all the way through. Tiny music. Purple purple is uh, the tops. Purple is just, well, just a just those three. Guy. That's that's one more than Nirvana right off the bat. Yeah. And, and honestly, there's stuff on you in utero I can skip. You're very fond. You keep you keep mentioning Sailment's Apprentice. I'm really not a fan of that Love track. It. Oh my god, it's such okay. a good fucking song. But what um, were you gonna ask?
2: So I was gonna ask you uh, what, what your favorite Stone Temple Pilot album was, but for cause for me it's purple. I can listen to purple backwards and forwards about a thousand times. Silver Gun Superman.
1: I tend, to, Gun, I, Superman, mm-hmm. I tend uh, to prefer Tiny thing. I'm very fantastic too. But people really did not like that album. Uh, what, there were a lot, no, Tiny Music. Oh, Tiny, yeah. There were a lot of Tiny Music in the discount bins uh, in that time period. I think that's where a lot of people rejected that band.
2: I meant to say Vaseline. I said Sex Type Thing. What uh, album Sex Type Thing's on? That's on Core. Uh, core, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to miss it.
1: Because that's my brother introduced me to all those guys for the most part. He was showing me the video for Sex Type Thing before Stone Temple Pilots broke in any way, really. It was like this underground, dark, sexually provocative video. And then, you know, I don't know how many months later, Plush got released, and that's what broke them so just listen to this track Lee. actually he, he was listening to I, I, and actually i gotta correct myself he was listening to the album on cassette and he had me listen to it and i started out with dead and bloated which thought, i thought was okay but my brother liked so many hard acts at the time and i was never into the harder acts that i was like yeah yeah that sounds fine that sounds okay and i was dismissive of them it wasn't until sex type Pain that i started paying attention to them and it wasn't until plush that everybody else did <laughs>
2: So here, just, I'm just going to run through these tracks on Purple. I mean, this mm. Meat Plow, fantastic mm-hmm. Vaseline, Lounge Fly, Interstate Love Song, Still Remains, Pretty Penny, Silver Gun, Superman, Big Empty, Unglued, and Army Ants. That is a fucking monster. Ten straight tracks of excellent songs.
1: Yeah, it's just that a lot of those tracks have worn out on me because they were so Interstate Love really Song kinda. is the only one that's really worn out. That one's pretty, pretty damn Man. worn out.
2: Big Empty, I can still listen to.
1: I don't know why. It's a good track. And it, well, it probably helps too that he was on the Crow soundtrack. It's supposed to be that on the should really add lame. to
2: it not being favorable for me because I listen to that soundtrack. You zone. know,
1: Pretty Penny, I think, is one of the ones that hurts me. I'm not a fan of Pretty oh, Penny. really? Pretty Penny's great, man. Yeah, that, That's a Zep cover, isn't it? Um,
2: is it? I don't think Pretty Penny's a Zep cover. If it is, edit all this out or I'm going to lose some credibility. <laughs> They did now they did a cover of Dancing Days, which is fantastic. Yeah.
1: I might be confusing the two of them.
2: That's probably just me then. So what's to know so so what about some of the less heralded grunge acts? What about Sonic Youth?
1: It's interesting that you mentioned them because whenever they're they're bring up Nirvana, if you bring up Nirvana and the grunge and you don't bring up the Pixies, you're just in the wrong. Because I think even Cobain said that everything they did was ripping off the Pixies. And everybody in England who embraced the Pixies didn't understand why everybody was going gaga over Nirvana since they were supposedly doing the same thing. And there were definitely similarities. I definitely liked the Pixies And Sonic Youth was another one of these bands that were around before Grunge broke that they helped to set the tone for Grunge. They were Grunge before Grunge was cool. But hardly anybody knows about them. Hardly anybody pays attention to them. There are the people who will put Teenage Riot up on a pedestal. And, you know, they had a few minor hits, Bull in the Heather. But uh, they never really got big with the mainstream they never got their proper accolades i think musicians respect them but audiences never did i like them i don't like them as much as most of those other acts yeah. but i do respect them I, i'll like like a couple songs per album mm-hmm.
2: I, I can't do a full uh, and, and you know maybe i just haven't found they, they put out a lot of music sonic u has a lot they have a large catalog so maybe i'm just listening to the wrong album daydream or... nations
1: is a good one i like goo as well
2: yeah like i said so i mean i and i can certainly let it, it's not none of it's i don't not like any of it like i can play a song you know a, a track while I'm, i can play an album while i'm listening mm-hmm. and it works just fine but i'll only kind of snap out of what i'm doing and actually start listening to a couple tracks an album where i'm like oh crap that's a good song you know what i mean but i certainly respect sonic youth and i i, I certainly notice that they don't get the the respect they they probably deserve
1: yeah what about pixies i haven't heard a lot of pixies man can you uh, name some pixie songs Just can't. out of curiosity, you can't no i can't really well i bet I know. you know them i'm sure you know i mo- do you know monkey gone to heaven yeah you know uh where's my mind i don't know if i know where's my mind from the, the ending of fight club fuck fight club Where the the old buildings are coming down I don't remember Where is my mind Where is my mind Way out in the ocean See it swimming Here comes your man Here comes your man Dun 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 No? No Ah Fuck They've got some really good stuff You need to If you you can't name Pixie songs You need to get some Pixies from tonight Sounds good Let's do it And take it Yeah let's do that
0: So, but no, I mean it's it's just cool. It's just cool to think. He's like, y'all have fans. I'm like, I guess. I'm like,
1: I don't Steve, I don't call it fans because that really? is so. I'm sorry, that's way too pretentious. When you have dozens of fans? That's like, <laughs> I have a very influential blog. You know, it's that's like what no, Matt
0: no, i no, saying
1: we have listeners, and I, I, I would like to think of them as no, our like. See, when you say they, that, they are,
0: when you mm-hmm. say that. I'm thinking Fraser. Like, I'm listening.
1: No, but they're they are listening. God True. bless them for listening because it helps to keep us doing this. Because as much we could we can bullshit without me having to spend hours. Editing that shit, we can just bullshit sure. be done. with it. If somebody actually wants to listen to it, then I'll actually go through the trouble of doing all this. That's stuff That's kind of cool and, that people uh, like listen to. Well, it. it's, just, it's I, not just that; it's like Mac listens and re-listens to our episodes at work. Like if he's having a bad day, he goes and puts on one of the, our better episodes, and he's laughing at work at bullshit that we said. Dude, but it, it's there's a great he nostalgia. Looks at it
0: like a day film, dude. Like he looks at it like a sport. I, I don't think I don't know. I see Mac more looking at like. Game films like he's practicing like okay what did I do wrong to uh, no a joke I, came I, in just no, a little
1: too soon you're, you're probably right I, I think there is an aspect of that but also it, it, it picks him up it, it, we get to go and visit him at work and make him laugh a little yeah, bit true so uh, you, for it's it's a it's kind of soon to call that nostalgia but it is kind of nostalgia because we're discussing a lot of the same kind of bullshit we've been discussing for almost two decades so you know you, you're getting to relive that and it's kind of preserved it's like I mean I hate to think about it in these terms but one of these days we're going to be old and some of us are going to be dead and we'll still have these recordings so we can true. go back and visit uh, and there are a lot of people that I've had in my life that I wish I had something like this where I could go and revisit and spend time with those people again. I'm glad that I've got this stuff with you guys.
0: Right now, a rainbow just went over his head and said, "The more you know." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but come on, have you ever thought about any of those terms though? This sort of no. like a little time capsule of us spending time together,
0: dude. I've known y'all for so long, dude. I don't even. I don't have to hear a recording. I can literally sit there and like. I can see something. I'm like, oh, I remember when he did something with that. Yeah, like, type shit. So
1: yeah i guess so i
0: i mean it, it's well cool. see i i'm
1: i'm pretty forgetful of stuff though i mean i can't tell you how many times you or mac have reminded me of something that happened to me well like so. i said
0: i, I feel guilty because you know y'all two are so into the show and, and our our listeners so into. i feel bad that i'm like oh yeah i just caught up on our shows on my longest trip that i just took but that's just it though is i'm bad about that
1: it helps we all have different personalities we have things that we have in common we all have different approaches to life that one of the things i hate about the show is that because i kind of steer the ship i get in there a lot of the times and you especially i cut you off a lot when we're talking and i know you're going to make a point and when i'm editing it i find later on it's like he was going to say something and he probably lost the thought i totally derailed him i totally fucked him up and i don't know what he was going to say now and i would have liked to have heard what you were going to say it's, it's, so that sucks that that drives me nuts when that happens you just equated us to
0: train monkeys right now <laughs> you're like that's my little monkey dance perform <laughs> for daddy
1: no no it's not like that what i'm saying is i like no no but uh, i do
0: not have the desire for it anymore i've lost it i'm done like that's it da da oh, 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 oh. on da. douche biggie 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 can't you see